Welcome to Metal Injections, the Squared Circle Pit. This is special guest from Neurosis, Scott Kelly. And here's your host, Robert Pasquale. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to Squared Circle Pit, my pro wrestling meets heavy metal podcast. I'm very, very excited about today's guest, and I want to... Uh, be a little truthful with you. Uh, the reason I started this podcast, or the the way I got the idea for this podcast, was because I found out <clears throat> that Neurosis' Scott Kelly is a wrestling fan. And I wanted to interview him, not about Neurosis, who are an amazing band, who I very much enjoy and have a great album, I'm sure, coming out later this year. But I wanted to talk to him just about pro wrestling, because this dude really, really loves pro wrestling. Like, he is into it. He's into the indies, he's into New Japan, and this is, of all the conversations I've had, I feel like the most underground, uh, I guess between it's a tie between him and Andy Williams of Every Time I Die in terms of most knowledgeable wrestling fan I've interviewed so far. Uh, maybe, maybe it goes to Andy since he goes a step further than Scott and actually does wrestle. Uh, but Scott was really, really interesting to talk to. We talked a lot about how he got into wrestling. We talked about what he's really digging in wrestling, like Lucha Underground. And we talked about Evolve, a great promotion here in the Northeast that I've been getting more and more into when I realized that their shows are like 15 minutes away from where I live. And it's like I have no excuse, but I have to go to the shows. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking. I, have, uh, I want to talk about the Cruiserweight Classic. I'll talk about that. At the other side of this interview, but right now, here's Scott Kelly of Neurosis. Now entering the squared circle pit, we have legendary musician Scott Kelly, most famous for Neurosis and, and a ton of other projects uh, like Corrections House, Shrine Builder. And uh, I wanted to talk to you not about music. This is a rare interview, not about music, but I wanted to talk to you about pro wrestling. Now, uh, on Twitter, there's this feature when you go on a, on a person's page, it'll show you which of the people you follow follow that person. And I was on the Young Bucks page, who are an indie tag team, and I noticed that you follow them. And I was like, whoa, Scott Kelly is, like, really into pro wrestling. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a problem. <laughs> How... <laughs> Well, what I love, what it sounds like you're 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 deep into it. Uh, I don't know your feelings about WWE, but it seems like you're into indie wrestling just as much. How heavy do you follow it? Uh, man, pretty obsessively, honestly. I mean, I definitely love all the old stuff. Um, still, probably the most, but but right now, I, uh, it's the indie stuff that has me the most interested. Um, yeah, I'm still, you know, following the WWE. There seems to be a little, maybe a little light at the end of the tunnel right now with them. But, but, uh, um, what promotions are you following? Like, what indie promotions are you actively following right now? Um, not so much following ROH anymore. I'm, I'm really into Evolve. Um, really into Lucha Underground. Um, you know, uh, 
progress. Um, and then, like, you know, I'm paying attention to stuff like AEW um, and uh, Chikara and, I mean... Just everything. Sounds like you're pretty you're much really... like anything I can get my yeah, anything I yeah. get my hands on. Basically, I'm I'm checking out. That's um, awesome. Who's your favorite wrestler right now? Right yeah. now? Yeah. Probably Pentagon Junior. Ah, I gotta agree, man. He's so metal. <laughs> He's the fucking best, man. I love that dude. I love that dude. He just like yeah. He has that. He's like he's got that. Uh, that, that you just get that presence, man. And just you know, when he walks out, you just feel it. And he's he's so uh, he's super gifted, athletically. Obviously, you know, he's really got that. He's kind of got a weird mixture of a kind of a strong style luchador or something, you know, like yeah. really. Yeah, um, he does like heavyweight moves, but then also he'll you know whip out a plancha or or some su- or like a yeah. suicide dive, and, and it's he's very well rounded. I agree with you. Yeah, I really, really dig him a lot, man. Yeah, I really loved... Uh, yeah. I don't know, for people who haven't caught up on Lucha Underground, this is going to be a little spoiler. I, I, but, but... I, I would be one of them, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't... Well, I, I won't... I'm like I... about five episodes behind right now. Okay, well, <laughs> the final episode, the finale, Ultima Lucha, is a really big Pentagon episode. He's basically the central awesome. character of the episode, and I think you'll you'll really, really love it. Uh, but okay, let's, let's take it back a little. Do you remember how you got into wrestling? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I lived in Dallas when I was younger, and uh, the first stuff that I saw was WCCW stuff. I had Von Erichs and uh, that whole that oh, whole wow. thing. Um, I've only recently know, it was, I only recently started well, watching it on the WWE Network because. It was a little before my yeah, time. Yeah, it's been really cool to go back and see it. Um, you know, for me, I, I really, I, I, you know, I mean, I was I was young, you know, it's like ten or something, but you know, because of my like, like touring and this constant commitment to my family and my band over the last thirty years, I I've missed a huge amount of stuff, and I mean, I basically missed the nineties, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, no. Uh, I got, you know, I got, we, we stopped touring so much right about 99, so I got in for the, the end of the uh, Attitude and the Monday Night Wars and stuff mm-hmm. and fell back in super hard for a few years. And then when the Ben Wah thing happened, that kind of fucked me up for a while. And I, I, I stopped watching for a couple of years. Um, I just... Yeah, it was just too weird for me because I was—I really loved that guy a lot, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and that, that was just hard to. I just every time I'd watch it, just remind me of that, you know. And it just, yeah, I, I totally um, know what you mean. It felt very—I felt very dirty supporting wrestling at that time as well, just because yeah, like the culture it breeds and and these these poor wrestlers with their concussions. But it looks like they're taking yeah, that much yeah. serious right now. Yeah, it was it was it was rough, and I, so I, I uh, you know, I, I skipped out for a few years, but then I ended up coming back in, um, kind of at the end of uh, Bradshaw's reign, I guess, a little bit, and you know, kind of came back and forth, and then I uh, got solidly back into it about 
probably four or five years ago. And um, and then, you know, the indie stuff was just happening so so much. And, you know, uh, you know uh, New Japan is probably my favorite thing, actually, in a way, I, I, aside from Lucha Underground. Right, yeah, I agree. That's I- the other thing that... When I found that, I was like, "Holy shit! This is this is amazing!" You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole. It's like a. Because I like MMA too, so it's like it's that that combination of MMA and and pro wrestling that they do there. You know that. Yeah. And kind of constantly in the worksheet mode, you know, it's really. It's pretty stiff. Really, really intense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, did you kind of like fall down the rabbit hole yourself, or or did you have a little? Do you have people like, hey, you should check out this promotion or this guy, or you gotta look up Nakamura or whatever? Like, how, how did that? Oh, I definitely had help along the way. Um, there were some folks who who, uh, who helped me out. Um, you know, Ian Robinson. Do you know Ian? Yeah, uh, I don't know him personally, but I know I know obviously. Yeah, Ian. Ian turned me on to a lot of stuff right off the bat. Um, you know, because we've known each other for a really long time, and then. I think we got in touch through Facebook again, and he was like, "Yeah, are you still you're still watching wrestling and shit." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh man, you gotta you gotta check out the Briscoes." And he sent me a couple of Briscoes promos, and you know, like, you know, he turned me yeah. onto that because I was I wasn't aware of what was happening in the indie thing at all. Yeah. And then uh, you know, um, and then I just yeah, just yeah. I mean, I've fallen hard at this point, man. It's uh, like I agree. I feel I, like I like I prefer it to every other sporting thing that I've ever liked, honestly. And I've liked a lot of them. I mean, I like baseball, basketball, football, and, you know. Yeah, I, I really feel like right now, I keep saying this, uh, we're kind of in a, a new golden era of pro wrestling. I think this is the best time for wrestling yeah. since WCW. I totally WCW agree. Because yeah. there's so much talent and there's so many ways. It's so easy to watch now, like with New Japan World, just like following stuff online. You know, like I, yeah. I would love to go to Reseda, but I can't make it to Reseda. But PWG is putting Dude, out some of the I best know. wrestling shows, and I love I that know. I can watch PWG it. PWG is great. Yeah, I do too. I know, and I know they've got Cody Rhodes coming in like a, about two weeks, I think. I was very seriously contemplating going going to the Battle of Los Angeles, but the pricing just did not work out in my favor coming from New York. So I was like, well, I'll just wait for the, the, the Blu-rays or whatever. But that Battle of Los Angeles sounds insane. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I would love to go. I've honestly only been to one live wrestling event in my life, um, and that was in Mexico City. I saw some CMLL. Oh, wow. Um which was great at the Arena de Mexico, um, you know, like the oldest uh, wrestling arena in, yeah. in North America, you know. Um, that, what's like a Mexican but, crowd like? What are the wrestling fans in Mexico like? Are they, are they more rabid? You know, yeah, um, but they're not like, <laughs> it's not ECW rabid it's like it's more like you know it's like it's kind of like everybody everybody uh kind of shows up on uh friday night sort of a thing you know it was really like there's a few thousand people showed up it was just it was super um super affordable it was like 10 bucks yeah you know for like really good seats and uh 
you know, people just started coming in, and, you know, there's some, like, really hardcore fans in the front you know, who are obviously following all the time, and they reminded me of, like, you know, what you would see in the old days, like, kind of, like, a lot of older folks and, you know, people who were definitely all about the whole thing and 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 probably still believers, you know, on yeah. the deepest level. Um, and then a lot of, like, you know, younger professional people kind of walking in and sitting down, you know, like having a night out drinking or whatever and stop by for a few hours and, you know, and then there was like 10 of us and we were, you know, loving it. You know, it was, it was amazing, man. It was yeah. really fun. Um, there was nobody there that I would really recognize, you know, since I, I mean, most of the luchadors I know are the AAA guys since they're in Lucha Underground. Um, mm-hmm. Um, except for this guy, Super Porky, who's like this this old guy who's like... Yeah, that guy's kind of a legend. Up. Yeah, yeah, Super Porky was there. He's ridiculous. He's I don't know, he's like 5'6 and about 300 pounds, and he wears like flesh-colored tights, so he just looks like a naked old man running around the <laughs> ring rubbing his ass on people, you know? It was yeah. Ridiculous, you know, but he got, he, got, he got the biggest pop of the night, actually. I believe um, it. But he was he was great. I mean, he was great. Just you know, that style is incredibly entertaining. Yeah, and I love I love. Uh, let's go check this anything. I love when uh, like foreign companies do comedy because it's such an interesting take on it. Like in Japan as well, with like Ichiban and and like even uh, even like mild comedy from like Bullet Club or whatever, and just the way uh-huh. Japanese fans react. It's so interesting to see that. I know. I agree. Uh, uh, earlier you mentioned that you're really into uh, Evolve, which I've been getting into a lot lately as well because they actually, their main venue is 15 minutes from my house, so I've been trying to go to those shows more. And uh, interestingly, the booker of Evolve, Gabe Sapolsky, cites Neurosis as a, a really huge influence for him. In fact, when you guys announced your most recent your upcoming album, uh, Fires Within Fires, he retweeted your tweet and wrote that the last Neurosis album changed the way that I book. Uh, and he yeah, made... he told me that too. Oh, okay, so you so you know you've uh, you've we know each to... other, yeah. Oh, okay. We've, we've we've become friends over the years, and I man, I just I love I have equal admiration for what he's doing too, man. I I just think he's. He's way ahead of the game um, yeah. in the way that he books. And uh, I agree. I feel like in the mid 2000s, which I feel was honestly like the dark age, the new dark ages for WWE, like around 2005 yeah. to 2007, uh, the only thing that kept me into wrestling was Ring of Honor when he was booking. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, like, it's crazy to think that all of those wrestlers now make up like the mid card and the the upper card of WWE. like if it wasn't for that era WWE would be fucked right now they'd have no talent <laughs> yep yep it's so true and even look at what's coming into WWE right now like through the cruiserweight classic and shit it's you know yeah the, how many evolve guys are in there six seven i mean you know and not to mention the WWE bit his whole fucking look for the for the cruiserweight classic, right with the purple vibe. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's all. I mean, it looks it looks like. Okay, honey, uh, it looks like a it looks like an evolve show. You know, yeah. it's like 
yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, he, he's definitely, he's, I think that those guys are all watching him for what they should do next, you know? Yeah, he certainly has an eye for a scouting talent, I feel like. He's proven over yeah. and over again. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and it was interesting, like, when he expanded on, like, I was like, well, how could a, a band uh, influence a, a wrestling booker? And he said he liked that the album was stripped back, concise, and an evolution of, of the Neurosis sound, like going to the raw basics, and that's how he chose to reboot his wrestling company like is it a little surreal to hear like a, a wrestling booker find influence in your music yeah I, I gotta admit it was but i mean i was super stoked on it and 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 you know i've known him for since he was at roh um so it's been quite a while um mm. and we're we're in regular contact now um so you know i understood I, th I thought I understood. I had, I had to ask him for some clarity too. Like, what did he, what did he exactly mean? You know, and he he told me the same thing. You know, it's like it's really cool. I mean, yeah, really cool, really cool. When he's using, uh, yeah, Sammy Callahan was using a Corrections House song for his entrance music in Evolve, and and actually Timothy Thatcher is now using a Corrections House song for his entrance music at Evolve. Um, he picked one of the, he picked Run Through the Night, one of the more acoustic sounding tunes that we did. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and Thatcher's kind of my favorite guy right now. Um, him and, uh, him and Saber, like, I just really like their, uh, like the more catch wrestling, scientific. Like the more, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm really interested by that. I, I like watching that. Yeah, it's interesting that it's kind of making a comeback. Uh, like a more slowed down pace uh, where mm -hmm. honestly, like before when I was a teenager, I really wasn't into that style. I was more into like the Lucha, the high, you know, the action, the high paced action, but the slow, the slow down style, I feel it's really, really interesting because it brings a, a shoot element into wrestling where like, you know, it looks so painful. Like some of the submission holds that Zack Sabre Jr. does look insane. Like the human body shouldn't bend that way. And I love that aspect of, of wrestling being reintroduced. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like it. You know, it reminds me of uh, Benoit and Angle when they were doing it on the, you know, up right. in WWE and, and how great those matches were, you know. But it's even, you know, it's, it's down and dirty. It's grittier. That's what I like about Thatcher's style. Is he's, and he, you know that shit hurts, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, he's he, he's laying it in like he's going after you. You know. Him and, and I Chris, just I like his whole his whole attitude is great. You know. Yeah, he just he looks scary like a scary dude. Like you wouldn't want to mess with him. Yeah, he totally does. He <laughs> looks like he's real serious. You know. Yeah, him and Chris um, Hero had an amazing match last year. I believe it was a Battle of Los Angeles where they. Chris Hero is another guy. I feel like he's a little underrated now. He's really uh -huh. reinvented himself as like this kind of like hoss. Like he reminds me of like old Stan Hansen, with, <laughs> but like with a killer uh -huh. forearm. Uh -huh. And they just beat the crap out of each other. It was so stiff. And it was I got awesome. to look for that. I have not seen that. Uh, yeah, I you like should. Hero too. Yeah, uh, definitely check out last year's Battle of Los Angeles because Chris Hero also had a great match with Jack Evans uh, during that. Yeah, weekend. I like Jack Evans. Yeah, Jack, yeah I saw. 
I saw Jack Evans in Ring of Honor in like 2003 before everybody realized Teddy Hart was insane. And I was like, this guy <laughs> is the future. And I was really, really bummed out when like Teddy Hart had all that heat and then they just kind of stopped booking Jack Evans and then he just went to Mexico and I wasn't able to really watch him. So it's just really exciting now to see him on Lucha Underground and see him in PWG because yep. I feel he's so... T- he was he was really ahead of his time too, I feel. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Way ahead. Way ahead. And, and would never get a sniff from the WWE because he's just so small, you know? It's yeah. stupid, you know? It's my they, they seem to be getting hit to that, you know. Yeah, point. yeah, it's great that the WWE's kind of calmed down because it, like, it's funny too. If you look at the mid card uh, for WWE in like that black hole era of the mid two thousands, like I was mentioning, when John Laurinaitis mm-hmm. was the talent booker, all of those like muscle high, muscle head guys, they're all gone. None of them yep. stayed around. Heidenreich and like Luther Reigns, Snitsky. And, Snitsky, yeah, like all these like <laughs> shitty wrestlers who weren't yeah. even like good at like why were they around other than they just looked huge. Whereas yeah. now the mid card, all the matches have like really good work rate. I feel. Yep, yep, totally. I completely agree. And it's actually where you find a lot of the best stuff, you know. Yeah, uh, I was marking out last week watching NXT because uh, Nakamura and Ibushi were both on the same episode. Yeah. And I yeah. just remember watching Wrestle Kingdom last year when they had that match with, which is like a five star match, and being like, yep. "These are the two best wrestlers in the world right now," and I can't believe they're yep. never gonna see the global stage. And then they like WWE got hip to them. I'm so excited about. That. I know, I know. Me too, man. Me too. I don't want to watch them against Blake and Murphy again, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I agree. It's it's kind of a trip, and 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 not to mention what's happening with. Uh, 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 Balor, and you know, I mean, I mean, I was way into Devitt and uh, thought the same thing. Like, God, yeah, sure, it'd be cool to see this guy get a shot at it, you know. And then, yeah, not only did he get a shot, but it seems like they're just like he's getting a hot shot. Yeah, yeah, he's getting pushed you know, right to all the, the way. Yeah, straight to the top, like right off the bat, like first show. So, who do you think is going to um, win? Do you think it's going to be Rollins or, or Balor? I think it's going to be Balor because why else would they do it? You know, I mean that's to me. But again, you know, logic doesn't seem to come into play a lot. It's weird, right? Uh, because um, like, uh, unless I, there's a unless there's some sort of a turn happening, you know, like a double switch, and they bring in the the, the club and uh, get that going. You know, I would love that. Yeah, that I would, would too. Good. But I bet you they they hold off on that because he seems to be getting over really hard as a babyface right now. So. Yeah. And they're kind of they're kind of weak on the faces since like they're kind yeah de pushing Reigns a little bit. <laughs> uh, what is your what, what's guy. your th- you're not a fan of Roman Reigns? <laughs> I was just gonna ask. I'm not, man. I you know I don't I don't I, you know what honestly he's a good worker he is and he's done some, he's had some good matches. Mm-hmm. He's he's horrible on the mic, um, and uh, I mean. I can't believe they actually had him do the supper and suck a cash thing. Like I that agree. was really, I'm like, dude, he's ruined now forever. Agreed. I feel um, like they don't know, you know how to write for his character. They don't know how to write. No, they badass. don't. Yeah, they don't. And I laughed really hard when Shannon took him out uh, with the money in the bank last year. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of Shannon's guy or anything, but I just thought it was funny as hell that he, that he lost. Yeah. <laughs> That was that was just that's what I wanted, you know. Same here, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know. I don't see how see how he's doing in a few years. 
Um, yeah, I think, I, think that, uh, I actually like that his push is de-emphasized, and now he's feuding with Rusev. I think it's like a better role yeah. for him. And even the crowd responded. Interested to see that. Yeah. Know? They had a match a few years ago on SmackDown where, like, it was kind of, it was like more of a jobber match in Reigns' favor, but it was a great match when it was a back and forth thing. Yeah. What What are some I want like all time? What are some of your favorite matches? Hmm. My most recent favorite match is probably the Vampiro and Pentagon Jr. one last year. Like I thought that was an amazing match, and the the build for it was killer. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just like what a payoff, you know? Wow, that 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 match left me um, completely, completely out of my head. Uh, I really like a. Uh, I've got this. Um, Prince Devitt and uh, Brian Danielson like NWA match mm-hmm. that uh, is pretty exceptional to like 20 people, you know, a few years back. Those are um, the best. <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that um, any of the Benoit angle matches, um, anything that like, you know, the 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 whole uh, wouldn't really be a match, but I guess it would be the uh, the Hogan turn at Bash at the Beach in '96. Oh, huge! Yeah, is, you know, just massive. Um, uh, Do you have any uh, old WCCW favorites? Like, were you there for the Von Erichs and and Freebird, free, free, like the height of that feud? Because so many people have said no, that's been some I of wasn't. the best television. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've watched it uh, later, um, but no, I, I in fact, I, like, I was a little kid, so I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may have been there when the Freebirds came in, I but I don't recall that. It was all about the Von Erichs. Um, gotcha. And, um, no, I don't, honey, don't do that. Don't do that. You're going to get hit. Yeah, but you got lucky. So let's find some ice. Um. Uh, yeah, I, nothing from back then so much that I that I remember. Um, you know, of course, the 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 Macho Man and uh, Steamboat WrestleMania three match is pretty mm-hmm. pretty fucking awesome to watch, mm-hmm. and I still watch that pretty regularly. Uh, the uh, Generico and uh, Steam. Match at PWG in the Steam Wolf um, mm-hmm. program, the ladder match. They it's incredible, but again, you you could just like every fucking match those guys have ever yeah. done. Yeah, they <laughs> don't have a bad match. Holy shit, those guys are great. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything. Like you know, when we were on tour all the time, and we you know occasionally we would have a Monday night off, and you know the. There's me and a couple of the guys on the crew share the same uh, passion for it, or we have maybe not the same. I'm probably the one who's got it the worst, but <laughs> but uh, you know a lot of the guys in the band don't give a shit about wrestling. Um, so some of us would just we'd give ourselves like a our own room, and that way we could you know watch go flip back and forth between the channels and stuff. So like I said, I missed enormous amounts of stuff. Right, right. Um, back in those days. 
But, uh, you know, man, I just, I just love it. I love That's it all. Awesome. I really do. I just can't get enough. But I got to, I got to have a little bit every day, pretty much. I got to try to find a moment, even if I can't. If I'm too busy to watch something, then I'll listen to something. When I started this podcast, I was kind of uh, a bit shocked to learn just how how many musicians, how many metalheads like enjoy pro wrestling. Kind of, it seemed like a bit taboo before, but. I was just curious, like, like what what other musicians do you like mark out with? Like, uh, a, a, any notable guys that you wouldn't expect to be a wrestling fan? Oh yeah, you you wanna you wanna you wanna follow this list. So, uh, well, Damien Abraham from Fucked Up, uh, Darren from Pinkish Black, um, uh, Johnny Pettibone from uh, Himsa and Hyrus. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Stavros from Atlas Moth. Um, let's see. Of course, Jake. You said you already talked to Jake. Yep. Um, Jake turned me on to the Lapsed Fan Wrestling Podcast, which mm-hmm. is like the best thing I've heard in forever. I don't know if you've checked that out. Yeah, yeah. I really like when they talked to Meltzer about like they did like a WrestleMania retrospective. And yeah. He, and he gave all that like backstage stuff about like things I never even thought about, you know, and that was really cool. Yeah. Meltzer is God. He's amazing. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I love the observer. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, let me think. Is there more than I can think of? I'm trying to think here. Well, Ian Robinson, you know, who's like played in bands, written about bands and hosted headbanger ball. Of course. Yeah. Um, uh, let me think here. Is anybody else off the top of my head? But those guys I'm in, like, you know, constant contact with about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I'll let you go. And uh, thank okay. you, so, thank you so much. I, I really, really appreciate this. Yeah, man. It was awesome talking to you. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. Never got to. Never get to talk about wrestling before to anybody, uh, you know, for an interview or anything. So I'm into it. Great, man. Maybe we could do it uh, again sometime and do like a pay-per-view preview sure. down the line or something like that. Sure, sure, sure. Well, we got to go back here. Uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Let me know what you want. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, maybe, you know, if you come across a great match, feel free to send it my way. I always love checking out new wrestlers or, or new people I might not be hip to. I'm I'm just like you, man. I need, I constantly go back to wrestling to the point where sometimes I'm like, all right, I should just probably put on some Netflix or something. I've been watching yeah, <laughs> yeah. too much New Japan World or whatever. Yeah, I just, uh, I don't have New Japan World, man. I want to get it, but I can't, I just don't have it in my budget right now. You know, I yeah. basically can only, only afford WWE and, and uh, or can only justify one. Yeah, yeah. If I got to no. justify one, I want that one because it's got so much of the, old stuff that I want to see. Um, but someday, um, I really hope to be able to have New Japan World, you know? Well, one I just want to recommend to you, I, you said you missed it the first time around. Go check out Raw in 1996. Uh, right, like, okay. right after WrestleMania 13, up to WrestleMania 14. Okay. It okay. is the best writing, the best cohesive week-to-week, like, Unvi- like storytelling unveiling that WWE ever did with the whole Bret Hart, Steve Austin, like Hart Foundation, DX, Steve Austin 
feud. Yeah, Heart Foundation was great. Yeah, I, that's that, awesome. That sounds great. I just watched Thirteen yesterday, they, so, so I'm yeah. primed for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely get like all the way through the summer, like to the SummerSlam. That's where Austin broke his neck, and then right. like, and then it all kind of end, ends at the Survivor Series with the screw job in '97. I guess it's '97. Wow. So like that okay. whole like. It's so crazy though, like when you watch like the WrestleMania and then like realize like where they're gonna go and see how it happens, like the storytelling and the patience they had was was really right. really good. Oh, that sounds great, man! Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So ninety uh, seven. I'm th- like definitely right after that WrestleMania thirteen. I feel like in- into thirteen was the the uh, like where Hart and Austin wrestled, right? Like that was thirteen. Where they did the double turn? No, I think. Oh wait, you know maybe I yeah. was watching. I'm sorry, I was watching 17. Um, oh, 17. Oh, 17 is the best awesome WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. I was watching 17 yesterday. Um, but yeah, 13 is the is the double turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So thir- I guess 13 is 97 then, because it's right. Yeah. So double turn right from that double turn, and like maybe the raw before and the raw like the raw after, like the best. So good. Like peak Bret Hart. Peak Steve Austin, peak Shawn Michaels. Awesome. Like, definitely check it out. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds great, man. Because I, I love, uh, I'm not a huge Michaels guy, but that's a personal thing. I like his work, but I'm just annoyed the hell out of me. I love Bret Hart, and I, I love Steve Austin, obviously. Yeah, no. Did it'll... you hear uh, Austin or Vampiro on the Austin show last week? Uh, I've, I, I haven't caught that one yet, but I love Austin's po- Him and Jericho do great podcasts. They do. They do, I agree. Yeah. They do. There's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Totally good stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to checking out your podcast, man. Thank you so go much. Download a few episodes and uh, take them with me when I go to Europe next week and uh, digest them. And awesome. yeah, get in touch with me, man. If you want something in the future, I'd be totally happy to do it. I love it. Thank you so much, Scott. Uh, uh, okay, I'm man. A huge fan, and I'm really glad we got to talk about wrestling. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Take care. And uh, yeah, have a good SummerSlam. Thanks, man. You too. Huge, huge thanks to Scott Kelly for taking the time out of his day to do that. That was so awesome. Before I let you go, I want to talk about some wrestling. It's a big week for pro wrestling. First off, I have to tell you, if you consider yourself a wrestling fan, and I'd like to think, if you're listening to this podcast, you are, you owe it to yourself to check out the Cruiserweight Classic. Especially last week's episode. If you don't want to catch up on the whole thing, which has been phenomenal, Check out last week's episode, Ibushi versus Cedric Alexander. One of the best matches I've seen all fucking year. It was so good. And then this year, this week, uh, yesterday was the uh, episode with Jack Gallagher versus uh, Tozawa. And I've never seen a match like that before. It was so, it's such unique wrestling. You have to check out this series. Truly one of the best things WWE has ever done. Now, like I said, it's a big weekend, SummerSlam weekend. I'm so excited. I'm lucky enough to be going to both NXT and SummerSlam. So I wanted to want to talk about some, some predictions here for the shows. For NXT, I have a feeling, I just have a feeling, that Nakamura is going to retain the title because I feel like, you know, it's basically the biggest NXT show of the year. And they want a big, happy ending. And how cool would it be for Nakamura to win in his first title uh, match ever in WWE. I'm kind of leaning towards Nakamura there. I'm leaning towards Asuka retaining the NXT women's title, 
mostly because I just want Bailey up on the main roster. And I feel like, kind of, like I feel Bailey doesn't really have anything left to do in NXT. Like, if she wins the title, what's next for her? There's really nothing. Whereas Asuka could just, you know, kill every other female left in NXT. Tag team titles, I could see the Revival retaining and continuing their feud with Gargano and Ciampa. Uh, that matches, uh, I've been reading that they've been doing that tag team match at house shows all over the country, and it's been the best match of the night at those shows, so I'm, I'm actually really, really looking forward to that. Bobby Roode making his debut against CN. I got to go with Bobby Roode here because it's his debut, and you know the crowd is going to be chanting his song word for word. They're going to know all of it if you haven't heard it. It's rather glorious. You should look it up. It's like a great queen knockoff track. Ember Moon's debut. Obviously, she's going to win. It's her debut match. And I think, I believe there was one other. Oh, Austin Aries versus No Way Jose. I got to go with Austin Aries there just because he kind of needs a win now after losing to Nakamura. And No Way Jose could could take the loss because, you know, he's a very confident guy. He's like an underdog. He could He could just play it off like he's not there yet, I think. Aries needs to win more. For SummerSlam, let's just go through it really quick. Brock Lesnar has to win his match. There's d- Definitively, he has to win his match because it just would not make sense. You know, they're building him up so hard, and he's basically their biggest asset right now, talent-wise, especially how much they're paying him. He has to win that match, and I hope it's clean. For the World Heavyweight Championship, Got to go with Dean Ambrose. I think the buildup actually for that title match has been better than the Rollins and Finn Balor match. But I still think that Ambrose should retain. He can hold on to it a little longer. For the WWE Universal title, which still sounds terrible, but slightly less terrible as time goes by, I'm excited to see what the title looks like. And I got to say, if this is Finn Balor's demon blanche, he should win. He should be the universal champion at least for a night <laughs> or a bit, like until the next pay-per-view. Uh, I've been reading like speculate, not not even rumors, just people fantasy booking the idea that, oh, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows would win the tag team titles and then they would reform the club with Finn Balor when he wins the universal title. But that sounds way too convenient. I think they're going to just keep Finn a face. He's going to win the title. Rusev versus Roman Reigns, very interesting because Roman Reigns does not need the U.S. title, but he could certainly use a win, and he's actually been getting cheered in this feud with uh, Rusev. I don't know if this is just a one-and-done angle, if they're going to stretch it out. If they are going to stretch it out, Rusev should win by cheating. And I kind of want Rusev to win. I want him to hold on to the title. Uh, You know, Roman Reigns does not need the U.S. title, but I guess if Reigns is the U.S. champ, he's not really going to be going for the world title. So there's that. Uh, Doc, uh, Gallows and Anderson versus New Day. I want New Day to retain. It's been a year since they won the titles for the second time. They won them at SummerSlam last year, and I think they've been going good. But I would not be disappointed if Gallows and Anderson win. It's a hard match to call a winner for. Uh, what are some of the other matches? Cesaro versus Sheamus for the beginning of their Best of Seven series. Yes, Cesaro kicking things off. Actually, I think it's going to be Sheamus because Cesaro has been getting the best of Sheamus in the last few weeks. So Sheamus really needs that win back. Apollo Crews versus The Miz. It's got to be The Miz. I don't think he's going to be dropping the title this soon. Women's title match, Sasha Banks, Charlotte. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's you know, almost a lock, I feel, that Sasha Banks is going to win way too soon for her 
to lose the title. Uh, I'm trying to think of what are, what are the other matches. I can't really uh, think of any of the other. Are there any other big ones? I probably should have done a little research before hitting the record button. But regardless, I'm curious to hear what your predictions are. So uh, uh, comment on this episode page. Comment on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash squared circle pit or uh, or tweet me at rob injection at squared circle pit no e in circle oh of course john cena versus aj styles how can i forget about that i really think i really hope john cena wins that match i mean uh aj styles wins the match because he could use the win and john cena is going to be going away for a little bit there's also enzo and cass versus jericho and kevin owens there's a lot of matches on this card jeez uh, gonna go with Enzo and Cass. You know, they're the new guys that could use the win, and I feel like Jericho's gonna take the loss because he could eat up losses like it, it's no big deal. That's gonna do it for me. I might do a post show after SummerSlam and NXT, depending on what energy levels we have, but I will be tweeting all weekend long from the Squared Circle Pit account. No Ian Circle. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and entering the Squared Circle Pit.